I'm Helen Light, and welcome to my podcast, Shine a Light. It's a new adventure for me and an opportunity to talk with musicians and friends about their music and about life. So thank you for joining me for Shine a Light. On this edition of Shine a Light, I'm proud to be able to celebrate an artist from Morton, Pennsylvania, as I welcome singer-songwriter Devin Gilfillian to join me. Uh, recently, recently, back in January of 2020, we finally got the debut album from Devin, Black Hole Rainbow, and it quickly became a favorite of mine and pretty much everyone at XPN. So welcome, Devin, to Shine a Light. Helen, it's so awesome to be here. I'm so glad you're doing this. I'm so glad you you met, you created this podcast. Well, it's, a, it's kind of a, a way for me to uh, still be doing and connecting with uh, musicians from our area, even though I'm not on the radio at this time, uh, kind of recovering from an exciting journey to have spinal surgery. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, you are. Yep. I'm on the mend. Stronger. I'm on the mend. I love it. I'm on the mend. And uh, it's really good to have you. And it's, you know, it's really interesting because from the moment I heard uh, your new album, there were so many songs that just jumped out at me. And hearing everyone talk about the good life at this point, you know, and the positive message that you are talking about in this song it's an amazing because this that's your energy though Devin you've you've always been a shining light (laughs) you know what I mean you've always had that positive energy and uh I wanted to have you on on uh this podcast especially because uh your dad yeah I have, I've known your dad for many years and it's kind of interesting because when you did our festival, uh, the the uh, yeah. festival, yeah. right? And that was back in yes. 2018. That was two years. Yeah, that was two years ago. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I was getting ready to bring you on to the marina stage. And all of a sudden, uh, this guy comes up to me. And he, he gave me a hug. <laughs> and he said, this is my son. I'm like, what is happening here? I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea that your dad, Nelson Gilfillian of Cafe Olay, who was a band I played back in what, 76? 76, 80, something through yeah. there. It was amazing. <laughs> so, so it's like a natural here. Here's, here's Nelson who has been part of the Philadelphia music scene for many years. And yeah, his son, Devin, is is now on the stage at our festival. So, hey, welcome, Nelson, to uh, the podcast. It's indeed a pleasure to be here with both of you. <laughs> <I'm telling> you. <laughs> um, and, and it is quite, I mean, it's a, it's, it, it's a, a great feeling to be like uh, part of, uh, you know, the old generation, but, you know, part of, a, I guess, Devin's part of the second wave, in other words, of 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 pa- passing the torch. Passing the torch, <laughs> yes, exactly, passing the torch. And and it, and that it, it was a great that was a great gig, by the way. We really had a great time on that 
the XBN. Uh... Yeah, that was like the first time we played together with my band. I, I'm pretty sure that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was exciting. Yeah, I like that. And uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I just uh, I I I felt I felt a, a spe- it was a special it was a special day to see everybody together and. You know, every time um, I'm playing with Devin, I notice it's like a family. You know, it's like a, it's it's like a great feeling. You know, yeah. yeah. And that's 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 the whole vibe. You know, that's the whole thing, and made it super special. So Nelson, can you take me back to when Devin was younger? Uh, was he always involved with you know the music? Did he lean toward anything when he was with you? He was always upstairs in the attic listening to music, that's for sure. And, you know, I mean, my my lovely wife gave me the music room up in the attic, of course. <laughs> well, it wasn't the basement. I mean, you get the basement or the attic or garage. That's how it is, Nelson. If you're not having the rest of the house, I'm sorry. <laughs> Same with my husband. Here's that one room is for you and play the music as loud as you want. But... Every room is for music. You know. You know, it's funny because, I mean, <laughs> you know, he always played those games like the video games and stuff. And then I said, you know, Deb, you know, and, and Ryan as well, my other son, you know, why don't, why don't you pick up an instrument, you know, try try something. And it was like, oh, uh, no, you know, I mean, yeah, not really. And you tried it. Yeah. You know, you tried to get me to play piano. I remember when I was like 10 yeah. or, or even or like 12 or whatever. I remember. And, and I. And and this was when I was like playing a lot of video games. It was all it was Xbox and game all that, you know. Yeah. Um, but then uh, then then for like my brain cl- like it was when I was fourteen, I, I watched School of Rock and my buddy Steve also played guitar, and I was like, man, I kind of want to play guitar. And and that and that was that was that that was when you were like, okay, I'll I'll get you some some lessons at George's, and you got me this. This like little uh, this acoustic electric Ibanez uh, guitar and and uh, I learned I went and took my first lesson at George's learn and learned how to play Under the Bridge by the Chili Peppers, and then I remember bringing bringing back the song and sitting in the in the kitchen with you, and you were, you put I put on the song and you're like oh man this this, this guitar player kind of sounds like Jimi Hendrix, and and you and I was like oh who's that. <laughs> you know my dumb dumb 14 year old voice and and uh and and then you just pulled out your little drawer right in the kitchen and popped out like a greatest hit cd of Jimi hendrix and i had my little walkman i remember going in the living room and, and putting it sitting in the little love seat and sitting back and putting in my headphones and i put on purple haze and and that was like it was game over like my brain exploded and I was like, what? How does this dude make a guitar do these things? And, and, that, and it was from that point on, I was like, I love guitar. <laughs> wow. And, and that, I think that, that, was, that, was the, that was the, that was the trigger moment. Like that was the, like the connection. Like that was, that was the, like, I've, I, I, the door opened in like how, I could be musically connected to to music because I always sang in chorus. Yeah, he did in, in 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 school, 
and you know like yeah you always did the same thing yeah i I sang like i you know and and that was always like a given like oh it's nelson's kid like he's he's gonna be a singer and he's gonna sing but like i didn't truly feel like a instrumental connection to music until that exact moment and and like and and, well i until that moment i it wasn't until then i did i fall in love with the guitar yeah now did you start uh paying more attention to the guitar lessons at that point where it became more serious oh yeah i (laughs) as soon as that happened i immediately went to my guitar teacher and i was like i want to learn purple haze and 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 of course any guitar teacher he was this you know this jazz psychedelic rock head you know dude who was studying at temp you know teaching like studying jazz at temple and he was like yes <laughs> and you know he was eating it up he was like i'm gonna you know he gets to watch this kid fall in love with Jimi hendrix and classic rockies and and i you know it was from that point on it was even like it was to the point where i he would give me these like jazz chords and and you know scales and and like he was he did a really good job at at and i think if with any teaching and mu- with music is putting it you know putting these scales and chords in context with things that songs that you want to learn and you know he would give me all this stuff and you know he'd give me reading stuff and i would pr- pretty much like throw the reading stuff out and then like focus on the Jimi hendrix riffs and and the chord progressions and the you know and all that stuff but like you know, digesting what I needed to to grow in the way that I wanted to grow, and uh, yeah, it was it was it, I, it was great. I loved it. Well, you know, you know, the one of the one of the beauties of 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 seeing you learn that learn playing was the fact that the songs that you know Helen we listened to growing up, you know, the the Stairway to Heavens, uh, the songs that were rock tunes mm-hmm. were, were the songs that he kind of learned, you know, as, as growing as a, a you know, guitar player, you know, it, it wasn't like, I mean, the guitar is a, a cool instrument in that way that you learn songs that you can jam to songs mm-hmm. that you can, you know, you can, you can, you're, you're into like he, he started, I remember him playing stairway to heaven some Almond Brother tunes, you know, things that are, they're not, they're simple, but. But they're, in, yeah, they're influenced by such like complex, like they're influenced yeah. by blues, they're influenced by jazz, they're influenced, yeah. Stairway Heaven's influenced by classical music. You know, Jimmy Page was very heavily influenced by classical guitar playing and, mm. and, and like taking from all those, like all of the, all the music back then in the 60s and 70s were, you know, they were a hodgepodge of all those of like classic, classic music. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's, you know, I feel like that is, uh, I'm, I'm very grateful for that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. That, yeah. He turned the corner. <laughs> it was like, it was like game on after school of rock. That's for sure. <laughs> I, just, I don't know what it was. I, it was just, I was like, I want to be in a band. <laughs> when did, when did you join a band? Did you join a band, start a band, or was, did you work with your dad? You know, when I was like 14, like 
I was, it was, I, and I started playing guitar. I was, you know, right away I was like, man, who are, who are the other kids in my school that like do this? And I, I, this kid, Steve Sugden, I became really good friends with him because he was friends with all these kids who went to Cardinal O'Hara. And I was going, I went to Springfield high school and, and they, they were all, all the O'Hara kids were in this band called army of elves and they would play rock you know like classic rock influenced music and they were all into like steroid you know zeppelin and mm-hmm. guns and roses so right it was then where i met those kids and was like all right i want to put my band together i want to put a band together and put my the first band was called black sheep and we would do covers of like zeppelin and and the black keys and uh, i remember we covered 10 a.m automatic off a of rubber factory from the black keys and we just do like talent. We would do like so, small talent shows and we played at, um, what's the, what's the spot in front of the Granite Run Mall? What was that place called? Uh, the, um, the L House. house. The, yeah. The L House. The, oh. the L House. Yeah. 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 That's right. That, that's, that's right. You had a gig there. Right. Right. And yeah. So like yeah. high school, we did small, small stuff and it wasn't, wasn't, it wasn't lot, really right? till, till college to, and, and, and like, I was like probably like tw- sophomore year of college where I like got like a a band together and was like all right let's play some bars and make some money and and you know we'll play like 2 3 4 hours of covers and and uh see what we can do um yeah yeah so now did uh did your I know your mom's there did uh your mom go see you and support this was what my son is doing he's in a band did you want him to be performing out there in a band since you you know nelson at cafe Olay? i always went out and supported him as much as i possibly could and to this day i fly all over the place to, uh, <laughs> to that's him. awesome no she really she really does helen and I try to hang with her, but she won't even let me. Uh, you know what I mean? I, she, she, has, she has her own crowd she hangs out with. <laughs> I have a girlfriend who went to his first gig in Westchester. Yeah, Patty. And, and she goes to as many as she as she we're, we're still trying to get our, our money back compared to uh, really? Willie Nelson's Luck Festival that, that didn't happen this year. But, yeah, um, I mean, we've gone to Luck twice. Um, New Orleans. Um, yeah. Where else, Nelson? Um. Oh yeah, they took uh. Oh, they, the Ryman. To the Ryman. To the Ryman. Grace Potter. Yeah. Did you make it out to Colorado to that one? Yes, I went out to Colorado to uh to Red Rocks. Yeah, with the Red Rocks. What about me? Yeah. I was <laughs> I was here watching the dogs and the cats, Alan. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> You got you got to take off of work, Dad. You just gotta you just gotta take off, baby. Come on. When twenty twenty one twenty twenty one will be our year. You're listening to the Shine a Light podcast. My guest today is Devin Gilfillian, and special guest is Dad Nelson. I picture you there dancing and and hanging out with your dad and Cafe Olay and you know being inspired by. How important yeah, music was. <laughs> he got the hippie thing from you. Oh, a hundred, a hundred percent, a hundred percent hippie from me. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, you know, you were back, you were making music and it was back in, in 76. So when you, you know, first put that together, how old would Devin, how old were you, are you, Devin? I'm 30 now. I was, I was born in 1990. So after, after Pops's Cafe Ole heyday. Yeah. A little bit. Because you stopped touring like in the 80, <laughs> mid 80s, I guess. Yeah. You know, the only thing Deb caught was a couple of reunions that we, we, we got at the main, we did at the main point and uh, mm-hmm. at the Ardmore, um, you know, well, what's it called now? Um, it was the 23 East back then, but uh, the Ardmore house now, whatever. Ardmore and, Music Hall? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and so he got, he got a taste of, he got a taste of some, some, some great, some great players and a great, couple great. Oh yeah. Had, um so he got, he got the right influence at the right time because he was uncle yeah uncle ron i mean he was ron, like ronnie smith and yeah all those you know ron and tony and uh you know bill hayward and i guess scott shot and kevin kevin wright and those guys they they they, they showed him the they showed him we could still rock back in the day <laughs> so so when you did get to Uncle, do the reunion uh, you did the reunion the uh mm-hmm. the show well as, as ron uh he passed away in 2015 so that's now five yeah. years ago yeah yeah that was i think i think that was i think Devin did a we did a gig in, in wayne and and i think deb came up and did like uh I think you opened up for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was in twenty. I think that was twenty sixteen. Was it? Was it? Was in in Wayne? It was right after. Was Ron had Ron passed then? Ron passed, and and we did 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 the gig at. Uh, I think that was at Ardmore Music Hall, right? Yeah. The one that that was the bigger the bigger spot. Oh, the bigger. Um, and then I came up the sec a year after, and we did we played at the smaller. That's nice little small, yeah, yeah, but um, but but like, I I do remember, I forget which which uh reunion it was, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. um, and it might have even been at that small venue. I know there's one that Ron was there, and I remember him just like he was wailing, that was the main, he was wailing, and and, yeah, and and oh god, that was a great one because I mean, Ron, Ron's guitar faces were literally that was the best. You, you just you could t- the electricity that was that he was putting into the guitar was just showed in his face and you know not only through the guitar but but that was that was what i kind of like i was like letting myself go as a as a guitar player like that's what i learned from uncle ron <laughs> yeah yeah that's for sure <laughs> I could see the influence there. <laughs> <laughs> All the guitar face. I've crazy. seen that face. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now you, so Nelson, so did you teach any percussion to uh, to Devin? Um, I don't think he was into the percussion too much, but he, you know what? I I stand corrected. I stand corrected because that but. Per- there was a there was a gig that Deb did in Wayne, and he did it solo. And uh, yeah, yeah. And he, you know what? 
Helen, first of all, before I even go into that, he took all my, he took a couple of my drums down with, down to Nashville. You know, my, my, I had a little drum set and he took the bass drum and I don't know, some hi-hats and stuff. And so he shows up with this gig uh, in Wayne and uh, he's got like a one-man band kind of thing going. He's got the tambourine in one hand, one foot and, you know, He's doing about three things at once, so I guess that rhythm thing did uh, transpire one way or the other. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got, he, that was handed down. You didn't yeah. even know it. Yeah, I didn't even. You know, he's he definitely got his thing. He's got he's got his, his niche. That's for sure. You know what? I know that you're you're all there, and you and and I have heard this before, but and I guess you mentioned this when you were on my. But my show, uh, before the album was coming out, you weren't telling me the name of the album or anything. That was a secret. Um, <laughs> but, we were, but we were talking about how you ended up in Nashville. I mean, I, I graduated college at Westchester with my psych degree. And I was like, I, I don't want to be a psychologist or a counselor. You know, I, was, I thought about music therapy, but not, I wasn't, that wasn't it. Um, and so I... Looked at, I had some friends that did AmeriCorps and I looked into the program and it's such an awesome program. It do, you do, you volunteer, you work for a non, nonprofit for a year anywhere in the United States. And, and then you, you get to go there and you, you, you work, you get paid. Like it was like 890 bucks a month. You, you kind of, you have to live at the level of the demographic that you're helping the poverty. So it's, you're, you get food stamps, 190 bucks a month, um, and uh, that's what that's. I applied to Nashville, Austin, and New Orleans, and I got accepted to this program, Rebuilding Together here in Nashville, and that was that was what pulled me down to Nashville. If you know, I'm so grateful I, I came here because I really don't think I'd be the songwriter musician that I am. I, you know, if I went to New Orleans, I feel like I'd be like a funk. I'd be a funketeer, you know, I'd be playing in the funk clubs and stuff, which would be amazing. I feel, I feel like there's, there's things, certain musical schools that you would, you know, Nashville's the school of songwriting. New Orleans would be like the school of jamming and funk and, and jazz, which would be so beautiful too. And then Austin is to me similar to Nashville, but, but it doesn't have the, the music industry that that Nashville has mm -hmm. right right that's interesting so I'm glad I'm glad I came yeah. here yeah that's true I mean it, Nashville is established as far as like writers and the whole corporation of producers writers musicians all together and then you were discovered yeah, yeah, and and that's the thing too. It's just there's always eyes. I feel like there's a lot more eyes looking out for talent in Nashville. Not that there aren't in you know in New Orleans, Austin, and these other music scenes, um, uh, especially in New York or L.A. But um, I feel like yeah, everything that came together, meeting meeting John. That's that's everything happens for a reason. <laughs> so it was a good fit for you to be in Nashville. Yeah. 
Yeah. I took oh, yeah. Him, we took him down. We took him down the first night. We went to Nashville, I think, drove him down. Um, mm-hmm. And and he was going out. He went out that night along, uh, what is that, Broad Street or whatever that street Broadway. is? Broadway. Oh, yeah, Broadway. That night you went out and, and like jammed with a, you went up and jammed with some <laughs> guy, you know, I mean. Some- yeah. And, and, I think I, I think I sang "Ain't No Sunshine" or Bill Bill Withers. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, yep. you were hungry, man. You were, yeah, at, you had a hunger then. I, I think that's yeah. That's the that's the uh, you have to have that. You have to have you have to be willing to you know hop on stage and 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 do the thing. If yeah, and uh, you know, I'm I'm glad that I'm glad I. Ha- Nashville was a perfect environment for all of it. Yeah. To be able to, and to be able to get confidence in the performance part of what you do, because obviously you need to connect with the audience through the performance. Right. Right. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. And, and, and being like the little, the little bit of, of live performance, you know, experience that I got when I was in Philly and you know playing in bars and whatnot at least that I feel like that gave me enough confidence to get on stage on you know at Robert's Western World and Broadway you know that night and 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 like uh, you know continue that like okay I've done it before and and let me get better at it let me get better at engaging the audience and um and really it wasn't until I came to Nashville that I felt confident playing my own songs in front of people. And and that took me finally meeting John and, and him being like, dude, you have songs that are great. You need to play them in front of people. <laughs> Let's get a band. Let's record them. Let's, you know, and, and he didn't even know that he was managing until like, he was like, Oh wait, like I know how to do all of, all of this stuff. Like I know how to even, I've been booking bands for festivals, a festival that I put together. And, and, and John just like was this guy that like had, he had a band in college and had done everything for them because John loves to, you know, he's the go getter. He's, if nobody is going to do it, he's, he's, he's going to do it before you can do it. And, you know, that, that was like, I was like, awesome. I, I can't believe I have, this this dude in my life <laughs> yeah i mean the support system is important i mean i know we had troublemaker you had the ep in in like 2016 and then you were doing uh you know like i said before the, you did our festival in 2018 and you did the non-com and that was just uh amazing to see that happen for us and you've been on the world oh, Cafe a couple of times so you know the the list of fans of uh, of you, Devin. I'm talking with Devin Gilfillian uh, and Nelson Gilfillian, and I think Jenny's been jumping in every once in a while. The mo- mom. <laughs> I don't know where Brother Ryan is at this point, but I know he is fe- featured in Unchained and that very good video that you did uh, when you came back to uh, Pennsylvania uh, for that song. Thank you. Yes. Who's the oh, creative man. mind? Are you the one who comes up with the uh, the ideas for the the videos? You know, I I actually put that idea together with my now girlfriend who directed the video. <laughs> oh, okay. Clara, her name's Clara Aronovich, and um, 
she I told I told her when we were looking for directors, um, I was like, I want my brother to be involved in this video. I want the story to be about him. And she was like, yeah, let's I would love that. And we should base it off of like who he is and, and how he, you know, Ryan had put together this whole uh, this whole thing called Confidence Day for Fourth of July last a year ago, and um, you know, it, like he he got he got to he brought the whole community of Morton together, and she was like, let's base it off of that, and 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 I was like, maybe it's a talent show, and and so so like, and I also just wanted to show that you know. It, that is who my brother is. That is who he is. He's, he is a, he's that he, no matter what, like, you know, the, the hardships that he's been, you know, had to face in his life, you know, he, he, he overcomes that to the point of, you know, he, he wants to not only better himself, but he wants to bring the community together. He wants to better other people. And, and, uh, that was kind of, that was how it, how it all came together. So Ryan had a car accident, right? Yep. Yeah, right. Yeah, back in yeah, two two thousand eight, going into two thousand nine on New Year's. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he he he's the car. His my dad's car flipped. He 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 took the wheels and 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 uh, flew out. You know, he's he's lucky, so lucky to be alive. The car looked like it had been crushed with a tuna can, uh. and uh, you know he Ryan went through months of physical therapy and and and. And, and so much and um it's it's crazy it's crazy to watch you know watch him go through such a, a crazy traumatic accident and then come out on on the other end yeah you know, and the way he is um yeah yeah, he, yeah. he's a he's a um he's the communicator he's the um he's the go-getter guy he he can make things happen i mean you know devin did touch on what he did for the 4th of July. I mean, just for our little community in Morton here. He just put together like, uh, he put together like the little festivities for the, for the, um, for the 4th of July parade. We, we have a little parade in town, you know, small town yeah. and um, a little place where everybody can get together and have a couple of hot dogs or, you know, a water slide, water slide and they kind of like, you know, get together after the parade kind of thing and people um some music and stuff like that but he, he, he like he, he put it all together and he didn't have a big budget i mean he didn't have any budget yeah you know he, he gave it away he kind of just pulled it together and you know um yeah he, he literally uh financed himself and and that's that's what it's all about he, i mean he, Ryan can do anything he wants to do. Yeah. You know, he, yeah. he just has, all he has to do is put his his mind to it and he can do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we got a, yeah. we got a pretty cool family. And I, I have a daughter too, Cassia. She was in the video too. Oh, okay. And yeah. Is she, how is she yeah, older yeah, or younger? I, I mean, I... she's a little older. She's 37. Okay. Um, and her, her, uh, her son's in there, Chase. <laughs> He's a, He's he's the one that's dancing in that video and doing all the um I don't know what's he had the cowboy hat on yeah. in, in in the music video he's dancing with with Leah little Leah and Brielle I uh, saw the Ryan's little girls running and kids yeah 
<laughs> that was your daughter the they're, one in the first the first shot in the morning? Um no, no, that was that was actually Brittany. Um Brittany Brittany's girl uh, Ryan's girlfriend. Okay. And uh she she's the one with the two two kids. Okay. Little Leah and Brielle. And um but uh yeah, they're 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 so cute. <laughs> well and I get you know, when you think about it and then I thought about it when, when I was watching the video and then knew he had the accident and then you had an accident and was it last year or two yeah. years ago yeah yeah two years two years ago yeah back in um it was end of june um and the yeah drunk driver just drove right into us head on on this small back road in georgia and um yeah, it, it was it was that was the scariest one of the scariest moments of my life for sure. I I, I thought I was done. I'm going to think um, that it was also that, the and mom and dad's yeah. scariest moments of their life. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I called them I called them right afterwards and said, "Hey, I'm all right." Before. I yeah. talked to you right before and then you called me right after. It was super it was super scary because uh yeah. um with Jess is it Jesse? Got, yeah, Jesse. Yeah, Jesse was driving. Jesse was driving. Taylor's brother. And he and he he, he got a bit. It was he was pretty. Uh, he had a couple. His his ankle got crushed. Yeah, and he had to get the jaws of life to get him out. Oh. Um, but I mean, thankfully, it was just that. Is just his ankle. I mean, Taylor's shoulder got messed up, and mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure it probably messed my back up a little bit more too. And that that was probably what what you know led to my my thing but at the end of the day like whoo i'm yeah. so grateful that i i'm alive and that moment even inspired my song stranger on black hole rainbow and and you know just just how someone one person can come and just flip your life upside down and and give you that appreciation for mm-hmm. how beautiful how beautiful life is and uh and i and i got to fly dad out to LA and and have him sing background vocals on, on that. I was going to ask you how that was. How was that Nelson singing on uh, stranger? You know, what was really, what was really cool was, um, um, one of the things I really like to do is, is sing, um, sounds. And it was like a vocoder recording prior to, to me singing the part and our um our producer Sean um kind of he he sort of had the melodies of 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 what I was supposed to sing on a vocoder in other words and okay and so I had to sing just put a, a human you know voice on on it and I kind of just I just kept he had a bunch of parts I mean a lot of parts Sean <laughs> <laughs> But I love it's it. Just, yeah, yeah. Sean, Sean, Sean Everett, who produced produced the album, like he's just such a, a nut. And you know, it was funny. While when my dad came in, uh, you know, he just went in right in the studio, like into Sean's recording room, and and I was actually out outside writing with uh, Tobias Tobias Jesso Jr. Uh, writing writing, even though it hurts, and um, right. And then uh, you know I'll check in, 
and see how my dad was doing. And he, you know, he'd just be in there. Sean would be like, "All right, here's the next note," and he'd be like, "Oh," <laughs> and, 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 yeah. and my dad would be like, "All right, all right, got that." Oh, you know, he would, you know, he's like singing all these because we like mapped out all these, all these, uh, these harmonies and 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 my, you know, had my dad like add in add in some of his harmonies and. Uh, it was it was it was really cool just because the whole recording process with Sean it was just so free and and like not you know very unstructured and 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 but like structured in a, in a funny you know creative way in a Sean like way and so in a Sean way and it was so it's just it's just more fun like you know we're not creating we're not reading charts. You know, yeah. you're just you're, we're figuring out how to create music, you know, the way that we do. And, and um, it was really cool watching <laughs> watching my dad kind of come into that process and, and, and get to see it. I mean, it was the best thing because it was the best thing because like it was because Devin was he was he was busy with Tobias working. And so they were gone. I, they weren't around as much. They were in the other room, and 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 I all I had to do was kind of just concentrate on what I needed to concentrate on, and um, it it's super it's um it's interesting, you know it's he had like a wall of coral coral effects yeah you know? I mean it was like a wall of 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 harmony. And you had to keep doing what he wanted you to all, do. Is that all how? I needed to do? Was just a part at a time, you know. Okay. Take it a part at a time, uh, and you know, it wasn't like super super hard because you just take a little melody here, a, mel- a little melody there, and put it all together, and then you got this, you know, this chorus choral effect that's. Uh, it's pretty. It's pretty interesting. You'll hear it. You know. You. You probably. I'm gonna have to listen to it really carefully. Oh, I've listened to the album many times. I just want to listen now how you did it. <laughs> and, and when you listen to the album, you, you know, there's so many like sounds that Sean comes up with. It. It kind of. It kind of gave me another perspective on 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 production. I mean, you know, it. It's a. It's a beautiful thing the way these guys can can come up with stuff and it's it's just a it's it's a beauty you know (laughs) the album it's it's something special it's really nice when i was listening to the album devon when you when i first got it the the one song that actually jumped out at me and i don't know if i mentioned it to you was lonely because i thought you know what a yeah what a wonderful song because it's dealing with depression and and saying you're not alone, you know, and I think that's, you know, when someone feels that way, yeah. you really, I mean, uh, you need it. I mean, you need to know that you're not in there by yourself, you know, it's, you're not. And I think today with all the things that are going on, um, and I don't think many oh, people yeah. are talking about that part of it, that the, the depression, uh, the, the isolation that some people are, you know, they're all by themselves. And I worry oh about that part of it, you know, that they are alone. Yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy, Helen, you know, and that for sure, like that, that is exactly what that song is about. And, and you know, I I personally 
go through so many, you know, there's everyone goes through those peaks and valleys in their life. And, and like, this is, this is a, a valley in everyone's life. Like right now, like 2020 is a valley, but, but you know what? Like I firmly believe in, in the, in the whole album black hole rainbow is about, you know, and, and I, I'm not, I'm not saying I've seen, I haven't seen the, the dark, the deepest valleys that I will see in my life. Like, but, but that's what that's, that, that record's about. It's, it's about, you have to go through the valley to get to, to get to the, the peak. And, and um, once you do, you get, I, I firmly believe that not only, I firmly believe that we're going to come out of 2020 a better, better people, a better country. Yeah, like depression is, is so heavy right now in, in the world. And, um, that's lonely is, 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 is that's what it's about. Yeah. It's getting out of that. Keeping it real, not man. Knowing, you know, knowing you you're not alone. Real. You know, everybody goes through it. It's a, it's a, it's a universal feeling. I think we're going to be better at the end of this. I hope that we all, I think so. Are paying attention to what's going on. I mean, Nelson, we're all in the same age group, you know, it seems yeah. like we've oh. been through all of this and I just think, come on now this time, can we get this right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Can we get this right? This yeah. can we be fair to people? You know, and yeah, that's my hope. Yeah, and and Helen, I'd I'd love, and and that's 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 what, you know, that's what to touch on the good life. Like that's what that's what that song is about. And I wrote that song two years ago, of in the frustration of our president. He was trying to build a wall to keep. Mexican immigrants out of this country yeah. building you know making that statement he wanted he was he was banning Muslims from the country because of fear and he was he was creating all of this fear that was creating otherness mm -hmm. and at that day specifically I was like I want to write a song that says it is beautiful that you're you're coming from another country mm -hmm. it is beautiful that you celebrate another religion it is beautiful that you have different skin color than me and that that you come from a different socio class than me. And I, I want to put myself in your shoes and, and, and understand you. Mm -hmm. And truly, 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 I think that right now we are seeing in this country that that is a huge problem mm -hmm. and that our our leader is is not only ignoring that problem but he is fueling that problem he is fueling tensions between police and people of color he is fueling white supremacy by by holding a rally on juneteenth he changed the date mm -hmm. but he knows what he was doing and to me as a black artist in this country right now and, in a, and as an artist in general i think that you know, I think of Marvin Gaye in 1971 putting out "What's What's Going On," and and Bruce, Bruce played that whole record the you know last week or the, and and on on the radio and and I think it he like Marvin was saying the same thing throughout that record. He was saying, "God is love," and and people are struggling, and police are killing innocent black men and, and black men and people of color are being criminalized. And now finally, 
we're we're opening our eyes to see that in this country in this in this moment and i think it's my job as an artist to to speak to my audience my demographic it's everyone's job as an artist to to say heck yeah black lives matter and and hey there's a there is there is a problem and i'm and i, I that I really see I see eyes opening. I see light bulbs going off. I see lights shining, yeah. <laughs> and um, and I think that, and that's that's what Black Hole Rainbow too is is was a was about. And that's and it reflects it reflects my my mom and my dad and the way I was raised. And and you know, luckily I was given this upbringing where I've I got the tools and the education that I needed, and I got to see, you know, from a black perspective and from a, a white perspective and you know that as an artist that's my you know that shines through me and, and I want to bring people together and, and I think it's important to recognize now that there are there are like there are forces that are are and and systems that keep that from happening and it's time to break them down it's time to heal them it's a wound that we need to heal, yeah. and I think that's important that we look at it that way. Not, not something we need to fix, but a wound that we need to heal. I really appreciate you taking the time uh, to join me today um, for this podcast. My my journey into continuing to stay active and and also positive. So, hey, we need you, uh, Helen. We need you. Well, thank you. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. I appreciate yeah, thank you, Helen. This is so, so awesome. And thank you for taking your time and, and, you know, on while you're, while you're healing and, 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 uh, you know, for putting this podcast together and, and for having me and, you know, letting me use my voice on it. I appreciate that. Thanks to Devin Gilfillian for joining me for my Shine a Light podcast. His debut album is Black Hole Rainbow. Special thanks to Devin's dad, Nelson Gilfillian, percussionist with the Philly band Cafe Olay. And here's a song from Cafe Olay. The song is Mystery that Devin sampled on his song Started Up, which is on Black Hole Rainbow. As we shine a light.
you